Hi, I'm Justine Elliott, creator and host of What The Am I Doing and Other Questions, a podcast for therapists. Join me and special guests as we chat about the ins and outs of therapy practice. Remember to follow us on Instagram at What The Am I Doing Podcast and subscribe to get notified of all of our future episodes. Welcome everybody to our next episode of what the am I doing and other questions. I'm your host, Justine Elliott. I'm back here again with Tila Tomasetti, and she came on to one of our previous episodes talking about birth trauma and, you know, how do we support people who are giving birth? And we wanted to do another episode where I bring her on to talk about the partner. So welcome back, Tila. Hi, Justine. It's so nice to see you again. Yes. I'm so excited to have you back on and um, really center our conversation on the partner instead of the birther like we did in uh, the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I have to say that when we initially connected via email, I was so proud of you <laughs> and really, really happy to hear that you wanted to talk about the partner because nobody talks about the partner in birth trauma or in birth and sometimes even in parenthood. Right. So I was just like, oh my goodness. When I read that email, I'm like, yes, Justine, <laughs> like, let's do it. Let's talk about the partner and how they too are very much impacted by birth trauma. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I just think as, as a therapist, I mean, when you have someone come in who has kids, I think it's, you know, we got into this last episode, but I think it's the awareness that there is the possibility of birth trauma for Mm -hmm. everybody that was within that experience. It doesn't just have to be the birther, but, um, also that partner. So Tila, you, you came on this podcast before we introduced you, but, um, why don't you introduce yourself again for any, any new listeners? Sounds good. Thank you. So I am a registered provisional psychologist here in Alberta, Canada, and my private practice is run through Pine Integrated Health Centre. They have an Edmonton and a Sherwood Park location, and I have been doing therapy work now for over 17 years, specializing in trauma. So anywhere from sexual assault to domestic violence to tragic losses or childhood sexual abuse and now my area of specialty is in birth trauma and so that's actually also what I'm doing my doctoral project in so I'm about halfway through that it's through California University and I also run an account that is near and dear to my heart called at the T on birth trauma Wow. So lots of expertise and, and knowledge on, like you said, trauma in general, but now so centered on, on the topic of birth trauma. Yeah. So let's revisit some of the statistics that I think could help your listeners. Like if this is the first one they're listening to rather than that first one we did together, but just to give your viewers like an understanding is that one in three and as high up to 45% of women, and I'll talk about that language in a second, of women describe their births as traumatic. And so that's almost half of the people that are giving birth are ending up with these traumatic symptoms as a result. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember saying that, I mean, that's shocking, 
right? That, that idea of that half of people who are giving birth are, it's traumatic for them. And that's the numbers on that is, you know, astronomical, right? When we think about how many that word I was just thinking, it really is. And so a birth trauma is a very subjective experience. It's Mm. in the eye of the beholder. And there are multiple different kinds of causes that can create Uh, the foundation for birth trauma to exist. So just to list a few is things like an emergency C-section or a typical, you know, planned C-section can do that as well. An excessive postpartum hemorrhage, a NICU stay, which is neonatal intensive care unit, preeclampsia, racism, obstetric and midwifery violence, um, hysterectomies, Uh, inductions, lack of pain management, lack of consent. There's so many different things that can cause birth trauma. It really is like a never ending list. Right. So yeah. And some of the symptoms you want to watch for too, just to revisit that quick is how we view and see trauma showing up is going to be very similar uh, in the therapy room with, with birth trauma as well. So flashbacks and nightmare and avoidance as well as like intrusive thoughts and shame and guilt. Here you'll hear it more around their role, their identity as a parent and how they feel like they're failing because mm-hmm. uh, their birth experience didn't go um, as everyone tells you it's gonna go. So right. there's a lot of ec- expectations that exist around that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you wanna deep dive into that, me and Tila really got into that last time. So <laughs> check that out, but um yeah, I, you know, I think the statistics are, are terrifying, you know, and, and, you know, really, you know, demonstrate to me that this is not just a, you know, uncommon rare experience. <clears throat> you know, this is really something that a lot of people are facing. Um, and especially when I think you add in the partner into that, right? Like you said, it's, it's a lot of centered around the birther, but I mean, we've got, you know, a lot of times there is a partner involved. Sometimes there isn't, but you know, there is somebody else who is experiencing that as well. So let's touch on the language again, too. Mm -hmm. So we're using the language of birther. So that is to describe anyone who has given birth. So instead of, and I used women at the beginning there when I was saying stat, because that's what the stat says, right? The research that was done, research is very behind. It needs to get with the times and start using kind of the appropriate language for this community. But the research that does exist says women, women are experiencing that. Mm -hmm. Or they'll use the language of fathers or dads. And so we're trying to be more inclusive here and ensure that people feel heard and feel valued within their experience as well. So we will use the the language of partner today Mm. to describe that. And partners, so if we're thinking about statistics and just touching on that, is that 26%, so that's what the very limited research offers us, 26% of fathers state um, that they too suffered birth trauma as a result. Mm. Wow, Mm -hmm. that's like, yeah, one in four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I think of that, yeah, the research being behind where it's only looking at maybe fathers. Right. But if we expand that, you know, I, I, I can imagine partners would include more than just the romantic relationship, right. There might be more people involved supporting the birther. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. we also have doulas in that space. And so um, there is same thing, very limited research, but that too speaks to the vicarious trauma 
that they go through their own birth trauma as a result of witnessing really intense things that take place during the childbirth experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that when I think about the partner being involved, it's that, that witnessing, right. Is, you know, I think you can definitely have that actual experience, something being done to you, but also witnessing, I mean, probably someone you care about, right. If you, you supporting a birther, you probably, you know, care about them and to witness some of the horrific things that can happen, um, or just even witness some of the stuff that goes on, maybe in just a, the birth plan that you expected, right. That birth is not pretty, (laughs) you know, it, it can be gruesome and, um, scary and yeah. Yeah. And we're given this idea of how that all unfolds, like a very Hollywood version of like, oh, like the baby just comes out, the woman screams once and baby arrives and then she looks really beautiful and her partner's sitting there. Mm. Like that's not, that's not the picture for, for most people. And so I appreciate you bringing up the importance of like that a large part of the birth trauma that exists for partners is around the witnessing of it. Mm. So even just to use my own example, one of the parts of my birth trauma was an excessive postpartum hemorrhage. And so that happens just to give a stat on that, that happens. What is it? One to 4% of births actually have this take place. A very tiny number. So this is not normal. Um, but I lost over half of the blood in my body and needed blood transfusions is very touch and go. It's what's called in the birthing community a near miss where I almost died as a result of giving birth. And I didn't know that was happening. Mm -hmm. So my daughter was on my chest and I was holding her right after giving birth and I was bleeding out and didn't know. And my partner was watching it all. Wow. So he was watching the floor fill and looking at me and I felt like something was wrong, right? Like I was kind of going in and out, but I'm like, maybe this is what birth is like. And I remember looking at him and going, something is wrong. Something, because he was white. And he looked at me with this fear in his eyes. And you know, later he described to me and, and we still talk about it 16 months later is that he'll never forget that moment. Mm. And he'll never forget thinking to himself, like I'm about to lose my wife. I'm about to lose, you know, the mother of my child and I don't know what to do. And so he felt so helpless and so scared. And these are the stories that you're going to hear partners speak to Mm. is not only the witnessing of it, but nobody was communicating with him. Mm. So he just stood there and the way that they describe it partners is literally being pushed to the back of the room when these things happen. Mm. that nobody reassures them nobody says like hey this is what's taking place it's going to be okay this is you know what we're, we're going to take good care of her things like that they literally get pushed to the corner mm. and things, you know and that's what started to happen in that moment when I was bleeding out right. and so this is what you're going to hear in the room and mm. you need to ask that partner sitting in front of you what was the birth experience like for you you know, did you feel heard? Did you feel seen? Did you feel valued in that space? Did you feel like you had a role? Um, and because that's what they comment on is just feeling, yeah, very much pushed to the back. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times they physically are like, you know, I, I just think of, you know, in your case, that being a very emergency situation and probably a lot of the medical staff going into, you know, kind of red alert mode and just going right like you said, with no communication, no reassurance, nothing being said to him, 
you are unaware you can, you know, even terrifying for you to look at him and see like something's not right. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So first things first, therapists ask about the partner's birth Mm -hmm. experience. Um, I would have never thought to have done that years ago. Right. Crossed my mind. So I just want to normalize that too for therapists is that some of the things that we're going to talk about today, I don't want them to feel like shame or judgment around that or just like guilt to like, oh man, like I've never done that. It's like, he, none of us were <laughs> like, yes. okay, yeah. <laughs> we're, not trained, we're not trained to view partners in this way. Right. So this is, it's okay. If this conversation feels uncomfortable mm. or feels just very new to you, it should, it should. Yep. Yeah. 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 And having that humility just to say, I don't, I don't know. And that was like kind of our mantra, right? Last, (laughs) you know, episode was that, you know, we, you know, we, when we know better, we do better. So, you know, being aware of just, yeah, it's not only the birther who can experience birth trauma. It's also the partner who is witnessing and involved in that experience who can, uh, yeah, be affected by that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how does this look like in the partner? And, you know, we've talked a lot about how a lot of symptoms are similar to trauma, right? There's some kind of general trauma symptoms. Is there anything that you, you know, have picked up that seems to come up specific for partners in terms of some of the the impact, the symptoms that show up? Definitely. So there, I would say there's a couple different standouts for me. One of the biggest things you're going to see is anger. Okay. That typically feels a, a lot safer for partners to express versus like the fear that is actually behind the anger that's driving the anger. So look for anger, look for also like the sense of helplessness and powerlessness. Um, And then the other biggest piece is Mm self-blame. So you're gonna hear them taking on full responsibility for this. If I had only acted quicker, said something, like did something Mm -hmm. at her or him, what they they needed, um, yeah, like, they will feel such an intense amount of self-blame that is also surrounded by these other trauma symptoms like Mm -hmm. uh, the shame and guilt, right? Are obviously very present with with self-blame and intrusive thoughts around that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one in 10 men suffer from postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes we might mistake the person sitting across from us, the partner, as like, oh, maybe maybe they're feeling depressed from this right I dig around to ask more questions around like was that how was the birth experience like was there any moments that were really scary for you are there any moments that you really felt helpless or powerless mm-hmm. um, because yeah I we both know because we both work with trauma is that like that feeling of helplessness is huge yeah uh, or trauma to to be born yeah no pun intended yeah um, <laughs> yeah. So those are some of the things that you definitely want to keep your eyes peeled for. Yeah. 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 You know, it's interesting just how, yeah, it's, there's a kind of a generalized, you know, trauma symptoms, but then there's some, I think, unique experiences between birth or partner um, that might show up in, in the therapy space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very unique. Yeah. And you know, and we've touched on this, we kind of touch on things as we go, but you know, why would, um, why should therapists be aware of birth trauma specifically with partners? Like, why would that be an important piece to get educated on to bring into, you know, the therapy space? Yeah. So 
barely anyone is talking about birth trauma. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm on my own little island with this, yeah. <laughs> despite the astronomical, right? Like uh, rates uh, that we know about yeah. and the impact. And so if we're barely talking about this, we are not talking about the partner. Mm. So like, I'm gonna be as bold as to say that we are not talking about them. Right. Uh, we're not considering them. And so it's important uh, to think about this and to have these conversations because birth trauma is essentially like a tsunami and it's like a domino effect. Mm. And so if we're talking about 45%, so say even the partner left the birth experience and was like, no, that wasn't traumatic for me, which mm. happen, like we talked about last episode, which is like, it's subjective. Right. What they are still going to be impacted by is the fact that their partner experienced birth trauma in that that space or afterwards. And so all of those symptoms that the birther is experiencing is going to spill on to that partner. And it's going to act like a domino effect. It's going to impact their relationship, their mm -hmm. communication. There's the sex and intimacy between the two of them, the bonding that takes place with the baby. And yeah. so if we don't start talking about that in the space and creating you know, opportunities for it, then the partner may not be really understanding why their relationship is so different mm -hmm. since that birth trauma took place. So it might also be like enlightening the partner about right. it and saying yeah. like, hey, did you know that this is a reality for right. birthers? And then going, wow, like this makes sense now. Mm -hmm. Why my partner has been so distraught since that experience. Like I couldn't understand it. You yeah. know, the baby was healthy. I thought everything was okay. Yeah. So there's that other flip side to this too, as to why it could be really educational mm. in the therapy room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and could address, I can imagine, right. If you have a partner coming in and let's say their presenting concern is a relationship problem, right. Underlying that could be birth trauma that either there's birth trauma that the partner has experienced or, you know, the birther themselves. And, and that is impacting how the relationship is going or, or impacting how that partner, um, you know, the things they're bringing into, into the therapy space. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So, you know, I think our, our first episode gave a lot of fantastic tips and tools and, and recommendations regarding the birther, but probably also in general, right. There's, there's a lot around acknowledging, asking, being curious about, um, what are some ways or, or what are some ways that therapists can support or, you know, techniques and tools they can use to help partners who experience birth trauma? Mm -hmm. I, uh, we touched on this last one, but I'm a narr narrative therapist through and through. And so one of the biggest parts of being a narrative therapist is mm -hmm. having the ability to challenge societal norms. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of the tools that you can bring into the space with the partner is by challenging this idea of what a partner looks like mm. and like the the pregnancy experience the birthing experience and postpartum and so like supporting them in developing their own identity around that and their own like how they want that role to look versus what society is telling us it is supposed to look like right so I would say yeah challenge that don't be afraid to challenge those roles I think most of our clients will really invite that conversation and be like yes I don't want to <laughs> I don't want myself to be viewed as the babysitter 
Mm. as often partners are or like somebody who did nothing during the birth experience and that meant nothing to them it's like let's challenge those viewpoints with our clients I think that that's really empowering for them yeah yeah so that's one of the first things to come to mind Mm. as well as normalizing the impact that that experience can have so you know saying like I know that you weren't the one to physically give birth but like man, that, like, it sounds like it was really hard. It sounds like it was really tough for you. And like, what, what was the impact on you watching that and, and being a part of it or not feeling like you were a part of it? So I think just normalizing um, the impact and saying that it's okay for them to take up space too. Mm. That's one of the other things that you're going to hear in that room is that they feel like they don't have a right to. You know, mm. it wasn't their body. They didn't physically give birth. So like, who am I to complain about this or say that I have any feelings around it? Yeah. And so invite them into that conversation and say like, you have every right to be upset about this or fearful around this. And like, yeah, your experience matters too. That's what I often say to partners. Your experience matters too. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting how often that, like you said, doesn't get checked on, doesn't get talked about, but I I've noticed sometimes even dismissed right? Sometimes there's a narrative around, you know, it wasn't your body. So you don't have any sort of experience of this, right? Or, or it wasn't as bad, right? And, and, and I know that happens sometimes with trauma. There's this weird like comparison game that you know people will get into and it's so unhelpful because it really, it doesn't matter, right? It, it doesn't matter that you think that yours was worse or, or yours was better it's the fact that it's impacted you, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy that you're bringing it dismissed mm. um, because that is the the very little I've had the opportunity to read about through the research is that that's what they say. Yeah. And so like, there's this one research article that stands out to me um, around how fathers describe it is that they have to put their experience in a box mm. and put it away. And so all of those symptoms they're experiencing, they just got to stuff them in and and put them somewhere on a shelf and never revisit them. And I think that if we are dismissing in that space or just chalking it up to be something, we're only further exacerbating those symptoms to grow and and that isolation to continue. So let's not dismiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it doesn't help, right? It just doesn't do anything to even make that that work, right? Trying to shove this traumatic experience into a box. We know just explodes later on or you know, comes in, <laughs> leaks out in, in other ways. And uh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So um, thank you so much, Tila. You know, you're, you're just a wealth of knowledge in the area of birth trauma. And I so appreciate you talking about birthers and partners. I think, like you said, it's just, you know, partners don't get address there there isn't a lot of research and I think this podcast really is helpful for therapists to know that this is something we need to talk about with partners right it's not just a birther experience that we need to uh look at birth trauma within yeah it's it's the whole family is impacted by this um you know and healthy you know that saying um healthy mom healthy baby is true and so yeah healthy parent is what we need to replace that with and uh if we allow more room to talk about these things with parents I think just less stigma and expectations and pressure and then just a happier family all around uh, through that support yeah 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 that's so true right is is you know the 
every, all the parents or all the people in that family need to be supported rather than just one person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I've so, you know, appreciated talking with you and, and listening to your knowledge on this. Um, now we, we end off every podcast the same, which is your advice for the therapists of the world. So what would be your piece of advice when you're working with birth trauma or birth trauma and partners? Yeah. So if we're focusing on the partners for this mm-hmm. one, which I think I'll do mm-hmm. to create more space for them is that my best advice or you know suggestion would be to challenge those norms Mm -hmm. challenge this idea and perception that we have of what the role of the partner um, is and can look like Mm. and really allow your client to define that themselves and or even redefine it and develop their own because maybe it's been years of them thinking that it has to look a specific way Mm. and I think that challenge of the societal norm will really empower them to be the best partner that they really want to be right yeah Mm. yeah yeah, almost redefining that. And yeah, I, I love that ending part of just allowing that acknowledgement so that they can reach that goal or or that way they want to be with their their partner or just be, right? You know, it's it's really about getting them to that point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, you know, I love chatting with you and and learning about this. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got, and I know the other episode we went into everywhere people can find you, but let's repeat that because you were such a wealth of knowledge and and I think it's so important. So where can people find information about you? Where do they go to learn more about birth trauma? Okay. So I think first and foremost is my Instagram. So it's called at the tea. So like the tea that you drink, the tea on birth trauma. And uh, there is a wealth of knowledge on there. It's very much academic based because I'm doing my doctorate in this area. And so you will find um, my Instagram stories are very interactive. And so every second week I introduce a new topic connected Mm -hmm. to birth trauma. And so it's very interactive. People really want to share and I do it anonymously. And so it's just got a really beautiful sense of community to it. I also am launching my website at the end of this month, which I'm very excited about. So that will be called the teaonbirthtrauma.com. And it's going to have all kinds of resources, um, not just for the birth trauma survivor, but also for the partner Mm -hmm. and as well as providers, because they too are seriously impacted by this. So I have upcoming workshops and webinars on this as well to help providers to not only navigate their role within this, but also how to take really good care of themselves so that we're decreasing the rates of birth trauma. And so, yeah, please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have questions, if you want to share your story, if you, yeah, need referrals, resources. I love supporting people in in that way and pointing them in the direction that they need to go to. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for that offer. Cause I know, um, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely be when that website launches, I'll be uh, digging into that as a provider. Cause I think that's just going to be invaluable to, uh, 
yeah, supporting clients with this. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you everybody who's listening. I so appreciate you logging on for another uh, episode and um, you can find us on IG at what the am I doing podcast and subscribe or follow to get notified of all of our future episodes.